Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. How are you? I'm great, Chris. It's the end of the financial year and spirits are in the sky. Surely it's five past ten at night on the last day of the financial year. Is this not like sort of clocking off for Christmas? Should you not be down the, the wine bars or something? <laughs> the trendy wine bars? Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> of London's West happening West End. Exactly. That's where you should be. Yeah. What doing do you cocaine, doing cocaine <laughs> of a bathroom of a bathroom stall, yeah? Yeah, you and your fellow accountees. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, so international football has been gone this week. Oh, it's, it's been here this week, it is now gone. Uh, so like we're gonna have a stain. I think it's washed it away. A bit too exciting. I watched the Oceania ones of and did. <laughs> it's also the Filipino Cup this week, so I have been all over oh, that as yeah. well. Chris, you'd have to tell me twice it's a Filipino Cup. You think I don't know? Uh, no, I knew you knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think this is the kind of sort of international football week that's pretty good because it was um, Algeria Cameroon that was good. Most Salah getting his face. Ha- I think the problem with this international break is only half of it's any good. Yeah, I suppose. There's a whole bunch of teams with no with no jeopardy who. I just sat there with nothing to do. Yeah, like I mean... Playing two meaningless friendlies. I didn't watch either game. No, neither did I. No, so... In fact, so bad. I was in a pub where they, in on Saturday where the um, Switzerland game was and I, I sat with my back to the TV. Did you? Yeah. Judas. Um, How unpatriotic of me, eh? Yeah, exactly. Anyone would think I don't want my country back. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so we're just going to have a quick pod preview in the Premier League games this weekend. So, uh, we start at 12.30 on um, uh, Saturday, the BT Sport game, which is Liverpool versus Watford. Uh, a point would mean, because Liverpool kick off earlier, they go ahead of Manchester City, which is something we uh, wouldn't oh, really have contemplated. Yeah, a few few weeks ago. Uh, Mo Salah averages a goal or assist against Watford every 57 minutes. Um, although Watford, have, they've tightened up at the back. They've got eight points from six away under Roy. Can you see... Eight points from six games? or Six, six games, sorry. Eight points from six games. Uh, they've also only got one win and one draw in their last five. Uh, is this going to be a procession for Liverpool or is this going to be a sort of game where Liverpool struggle to break a team down and either get a, a niggly draw or sort of a horrible win I think this is exactly what you want if you're Liverpool after an international break oh, really? essentially it's a game that normally would be a gimme yeah um, 
fact that it's so stacked in your favour, you're also at home. Yeah. That even a misfiring out of sorts Liverpool team where players are tired from travel and what international break fatigue and all of this sort of stuff will still have enough to get the job done. Do you think Salah and Mane are going to be talking to each other after um, this week again? It's like the second time in as many months, isn't it? Mane has really got Salah's number, hasn't he? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you think this is going to be some sort of procession? Do you reckon he's going to put... um... If it, it, he should really get like go to, go to the travel agents and get like a winter sun sort of um, holiday brochure for for Mo. Put it in his put it in his locker for him. <laughs> See if he wants to go anywhere sort of Novemberish time. Yeah. So if they don't pass to each other for the rest of the season, we know why. Well, we don't know why because they already do that. Don't do that anyway. So no, that's true. It's just a continuation. Um, yeah, I think this will be easy. I think. I think I could see a situation where Liverpool struggle to a 1-0 win, mm-hmm. but I can also see a situation where it's 3 not at half-time and the game's done. Yeah, OK. Uh, Brighton versus Norwich at 3 o'clock. Um, Brighton versus Norwich in the Premier League. Uh, Brighton have 1-2 and draw 1, and they've kept three clean sheets in those three games. Um, Brighton played have played 14 Premier League games in April. They've drawn 7, lost 7, 1-0. Uh, only Hull have got a worse record in a particular month which is 16 games in May where they've not won in the Premier League well Brighton didn't win a single game in the Premier League in March as I said they've both lost their last six haven't they yes so this is uh, one of these teams has got a like very much it's very much the box the opposite of that boxing equivalent where one of those guys one of these guys has to lose their row Mm. one of these guys has to (laughs) at least one of them has to break their losing streak I mean, Norwich are gone, aren't they? They're not going to survive. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, 33 points. I can't remember the last time... I can't remember Brighton winning a game this season. Not not just in this last... Sort they of... started off... You have to remember they started off like a household. They, did, they went full Alan Kerbishley. They did, didn't like, they? They were like top four. Um, after sort of like 10 games. They, were, they hung around at the top for a long time. They're now falling like a stone. But there's what nine games left for them they probably need three points to stay up if you were a prospective employer of Graham Potter as he keeps being linked with all these different jobs would that sort of the fact that when it goes wrong for Brighton he they can't buy a win would that sort of put you off him uh, perhaps I see your point but I think they would. I think you would overlook that for the other thing, the the upsides, and you'd say, well, maybe you'd be hoping, oh, with better players, those are the kind of thing, those kind of things are things that he could iron out. And, mm. um, but there would certainly be some people, I think, sort of some disgruntled voices may in in, in decision making processes at bigger clubs who would say that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Burnley versus Manchester City, three o'clock. Rio Mares has got eight Premier League goals versus Burnley. It's most versus one opponent. Um, City versus Burnley, the last nine games of the Premier League. City have won nine, an aggregate of 32 to one. Uh, and Burnley have lost their last three in the Premier League games, um, losing uh, or conceding eight goals, scoring none. Uh, Burnley are four points off of safety. They're not quite gone, but I think... Well, I think... They've got 11 games left. Um, yeah, they've got games in hand. Uh, they've played the same number of games as Everton. Yeah, but they've got games in hand on... They've got three games in hand on Leeds. Yeah. They are eight points behind Leeds, but 
and I'm not saying that you do that thing, that ridiculous thing I know that every game <laughs> is a win. Yeah. Um, and most of the, that's what normally teams do, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but also, I think when you're in a relegation fight, it goes the other way around. I think you, Ross is probably there going, well, Burnley are basically above us. You know, they win those games, they're on 30 points. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're not going to win all those games. So, yeah, they're in. Does it matter? There is, there is a... There is a there is a little, there's a gap there, right? And if Everton win a couple of their games and then that gap really winds, it sort of seems like less of a gap because of Everton's game, games in hand, which they'll probably lose. Yeah. But at the moment, there's a possibility for the three there at the moment to be cut adrift. Well, I mean, does it matter if they don't beat or don't get anything from Manchester City this week? Because they're, the games afterwards for... Uh, they've got this game on Saturday, then Wednesday they're at home to Everton, uh, then Sunday away at Norwich, and then away at West Ham and at home to Southampton. So That Everton game's huge. Yeah, and they're all eminently that winnable. Game, that Everton game ends up with them either in contention or cut drift. So if you're Sean Dyche on Saturday, do you write the City game off and sort of save your better players for the Everton game? I think they'll battle and scrap for and, and they'll just do everything Burnley do. Yeah, I think that to an extent, I think that Burnley kind of seem that. I sometimes think that those are the games that they're, they're, they're actually the games that are better for Burnley. Well, these ones, the City game, the games when they're not expected to do anything, they're happy to, they're happy to concede seventy percent possession. Okay, sit in and try and defend. Yeah, the thing is that like a team that sets out to do that, as soon as it goes wrong, they don't have a backup plan. They can't all of a sudden become a more expressive team trying to to get forward and score goals and get themselves back in the game. But they'll look, they'll set up and look to frustrate City for as long as possible. I still think they'll, I still think they'll give it their all. Yeah. Because every point is is valuable. If they can, if they can hold Man City to a point, I don't think they will. But if they could, it could be the difference between at the end at the end of the season it could be the difference between staying up and and going down okay every boxer has a plan to get punched in the face so said Mike Tyson yeah uh, it doesn't even say boxer it says everyone has a plan does it I've, well, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face I've never been punched in the face have you no someone tried to punch you in the back of the head once I don't think I've I've never ever had a fight no me neither and this I've... person punched me in the back of the head in a, like a, an alleyway it was I, like a, a, it was a mugging attempt, but from a not small child, someone younger than me, <laughs> tried, to, tried to hit me on the back of the head, and I didn't go down, and then they ran away. <laughs> they they realised that they might have made a bad decision. <laughs> I've not even had anything like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Chelsea versus Brentford at three o'clock. Burn. Uh, sorry, um, Brentford. Chelsea versus Brentford. Yeah. So Chelsea, Chelsea like Liverpool on a on a. Um, on, on excellent form, even though you wouldn't think it to think about sort of like the, all of the clouds around Chelsea, mm. both on and off the field. I mean, I mean they started off the, on the field and now they've ended up off the field, right? Yeah, they've they've um, they've won quite a few Premier League games in a row, uh, yeah. and then Havertz has scored his last three. But quite importantly, Chelsea are unbeaten versus Brentford since 1939. <laughs> Is that important? <laughs> <laughs> I. Guess not many of the Brentford players will be playing from 
No, I, I, I think very few of them might. I, I wonder if any of them will even be in the ground, Chris. <laughs> no, exactly. They won't even make it to the um, subs bench. Uh, West London derby. Yeah, but you're right. I think, I mean, this is at Stamford Bridge as well, so I I can't see anything more than... It's one of those games where um, uh, Chelsea will be 2-0 up inside 15 minutes, and you know when... You know it's a, a, a procession when, when a team scores and you can't hear cheering from the crowd. You can just sort of hear this applause. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like when when Manchester City play at the Etihad and they're sort of playing Norwich and they're sort of five nil up after fifty minutes and they every time they score there's just sort of like applause yeah, rather than sort of because there's no euphoria because yeah. there's no jeopardy. Yeah, this is going to be one yeah. of those games, I think. Yeah, talking about that, I wonder if um, I wonder if there'll be Brentford fans because Chelsea are allowed to sell tickets now. Oh, were they? Yeah, they've had a had dispensation to be allowed to sell tickets. They keep wearing the number three on the front of their shirt. I've noticed that. <laughs> Interesting choice. Yeah. I wonder if they might. Have, but that was very brief. I wonder if they may, they might have adjusted that since the. Now they've had time since the. Uh, over the. The um, international break. We we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, Aston Villa versus. Oh, sorry. Uh, Leeds versus Southampton. Three o'clock. Uh, Southampton lost their last three, conceding eight goals. Um, Leeds won their last two, and Rodrigo has scored in consecutive goals, so he's starting to find his scoring boots again. So, Leeds are on 20... Leeds is just so much fun. It is if you're not a Leeds fan. No. <laughs> I can imagine it's a hugely stressful experience if you are. Yeah, but I watched the... Um, that was the last game I watched, uh, the Wolves game. Yes. On the uh, Friday night? Yeah. Um, and um, they went obviously went 2-0 down. And I was with a friend, and I was like, oh, man, so I was like, oh, maybe I was thinking at halftime, like, oh, maybe I'll turn this over, this game's done. And I thought, no, it's Leeds. Mm. It's Leeds, they're not done. And then, of course, the game before against Norwich, Norwich scored that 91st minute equaliser, and then Gelhart goes on and scores the winner three or four minutes later. Absolute chaos. Yeah. I, I'm incredibly glad I'm not a Leeds fan. It's stressful when it's sort of watching them when you haven't got a horse in the race. It's Let fun them... to be able to watch them when you, you have no emotional attachment. Yeah, exactly. Um, who if... are they playing? I focused on Leeds. Uh, Southampton. <laughs> Southampton, who've lost their last three. So we, we talked a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, about how Southampton are sort of... They're a team that go on runs, either winning runs or losing runs, and they sort of leap from one to the other. Yeah, and now they're on a losing run. Yeah. Weirdly, they've they... pretty much they've pretty much done everything they need to do. Their season's done. Yeah, um, a Leeds win takes them to uh, thirty-two points, so they wouldn't be safe. But that would mean they were at least they could be ten points clear of Watford on the end of the weekend. Yeah, looking at Southampton, though, I say their season's done. If they had a bit of ambition and things fell the right way, like Europe is not. Is Europe out of the question? They, it would need to clear Wolves. So they're 13 points behind West Ham, who are in 7th. Yes, but I'm thinking that at least one of... So who's in the League Cup final? Oh, um, oh the FA Cup final? No, the League Cup final. Oh, well, that was us and Chelsea. Yes, so Chelsea... Um, so Liverpool won that. Mm. So any place for that... Maybe goes back into league. Maybe that's already been done in the table I'm looking at now. But you'd expect that to, to go back. So maybe Wolves... Would it go as low as ninth into Europe? That seems... 
quite if, far down. If if a team in the top four or six say wins the FA Cup, I don't know. I d- I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it, um, and I don't care enough about it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just maybe I'm premature in saying their season's over. If Southampton wanted a a European um, excursion, and I think that it would probably be one of those things that would be a, a more of a curse than a uh, a blessing. Yeah. But maybe I think kind of if you're a Southampton fan, maybe that's the kind of thing you want something a jolly something to look forward to. Yeah, something to do, isn't it? Something different. Yeah, it means not being in Southampton. Um, well, well, I've only been there once. It was quite nice. I mean, I've been, I went there once and I met Ross, so I can't say it was too bad an experience. <laughs> Just the company was terrible. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aston Villa versus Wolves, three o'clock. Um, four teams have done the double over uh, Villa this season. Wolves could be the fifth. Jacob Ramsey's got six Premier League goals for Villa this season. He's is this, is this a derby or is this, or is this, is this a Noy Simon if you call it a derby? Uh, I mean, Wolverhampton isn't actually in Birmingham; it's next door to it. But I mean, they, yeah. all, they all sound the same, don't they? It's a Simon. If you're listening, you all sound the same. It's a what Midlands derby? Midlands derby. It's just yeah. full of lots of people sort of shouting "All right" at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Yeah. Um, so Aston Villa, they are in ninth place on uh, thirty-six points. Um, they are a point behind or they are one place and ten points behind Wolves yeah game in hand yeah they've Um, Wolves are going to be without Raul Jimenez yeah they've lost their last two they lost at home to Arsenal and they lost away at West Ham but before that that's Villa not Wolves sorry that's that's Villa yeah 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 just because I said sorry just to be clear for the listener because I said I started talking about them missing Jimenez oh okay sorry no, no, no. It's, um, my, my fault as much as yours. Um, I again, I'm not sure I care about him in this game. I don't either. Uh, yeah, two teams whose kind of seasons are over. Pretty much. So, uh, last game I'm of Saturday. Ap- I'm just completely apathetic. I just have so much apathy towards Wolves. I don't know why. Uh, I like Midlands teams. I want them both to do well. But... I kind of feel like Wolves are in a false position. As in, in extent, in, by, by club status, I just don't think that Wolves are like a real... Premier League team. As soon as um, Pedro Mendes gets fed up with Wolves and goes somewhere else, they'll plummet. Is that what you're thinking? Not Pedro um, Mendes. He played. Mean, um... <laughs> Pedro Mendes played Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> he got smashed by Ben Thatcher. Who we're thinking of? Do you mean Neves? No, I'm thinking of the agent. I can't think of his name, can you? He's Ronaldo's agent, isn't he? Yeah, no, I don't know why it's it's going to annoy me. I'm going to Google it because I know it. Yeah, it's definitely not Pedro Mendes. But uh, I passed ten at night. <laughs> uh, okay, um, while you're doing that, I'll just briefly talk about the half past five game, which is on Sky Manchester United versus Leicester. Uh, United uh, scored. Well, George Mendes. Uh, United have scored 10 Premier League goals from substitutes, uh, which is the most um, of anyone in the Premier League. Leicester have conceded seven goals from substitutes, which is the most. So they'll be fighting not to start for this game, United players. Uh, City win the reverse 4-2. Um, 
Manchester United, what sort of streak are they on at the moment? Um, An indecisive one. Their last three games, draw, loss, win. Yeah, well, they had the loss at home to Atleti in the Champions League, beat Spurs, lost to Man City quite sort of miserably 4-1, didn't they? Yeah. Um, oh, after this, they're uh, away to Everton. Everton have got a bit of a run that they fixtures, haven't they? fixtures are not great. No, not look at this by the looks of it. See, Manchester United are a poor interest- team that win. Leicester are just a poor team that don't win very often. Yeah, but they have Jamie. Do they have Jamie Vardy back now? They've had Jamie Vardy back, right? For a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, so he should be back even more in the flow now. Um, I think he makes a huge. Well, he obviously makes a huge difference to them. I think we've talked before about how vital he is to Leicester and how mm. how much I see I foresee them struggling when he chooses, either chooses to move on, chooses to hang it up, or just becomes old and not as effective yep um, so that's vital for them to have him back like you said Manchester United are just a collection of players who was enough really talented players on the pitch to make something happen yeah but it would be and awful at, watching it about seven times out of ten they eventually do mm. but yeah it's it's a hard watch <laughs> and um, against anyone really good they can't make it happen but that said, Manchester United are a really interesting. The, the probably the beyond the fact that you're right, we we have a straight up title race, mm. and if team results went the right way, we could end up with a little bit of a relegation fight. I think the battle for fourth is the most interest is one of the most interesting parts of the Premier League. Do you think Chelsea guaranteed third? They are fifty nine points five clear of. Um... Arsenal. No, they're not. But they've also won a run of five straight five straight wins. So yeah. No. So I know that unlike unlike a roulette table, you don't then expect it. You like <laughs> it's not like oh, it's, it's all red. So um, Arsenal are um, fourth on fifty four points, twenty eight games played. Spurs fifth, twenty nine games played, fifty one points, and then United have also played twenty nine points, so a game more than Arsenal. Twenty nine games, fifty points. Sorry, twenty nine games, sorry, fifty points. Yeah. So Arsenal are in the driving seat. Mm-hmm. They do have a game in hand against Spurs. Oh, is that who's against? Yeah, well, it's not against Spurs because obviously then Spurs play their game in the but they do have to play Spurs at least. Yeah. Um I don't know who else they have to play. So um it's all to play for. It's all to play for because you don't trust Arsenal to do anything. <laughs> so I can eat. Where, where, although we talk about a game in hand and, and imagine it being three points with Arsenal, I just think, oh, well, I can easily see them losing that, and then they're only three points ahead of um, hmm. three points ahead of Tottenham. And also the goal difference is poor but cr- close: thirteen, eleven, and eight. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean. A United 3-0 win certainly closes that goal difference down to beat someone 3-0. Uh, Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock on Sky's West Ham versus Everton. Everton lost four out of five in the Premier League. And of course, they have that loss against Palace in the Cup. Um, their last Premier League game, though, was that win when they had a man sent off against Newcastle. Although, of course, obviously, as I said, since then, they've had that Palace loss. And Lampard tore into the players a little bit after that Palace loss, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. Um, um, as well as the Palace goals he tore into, that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, 
very odd to pick on a team I've just beaten you like 4-0 or something. <laughs> they didn't deserve it mm. <laughs> uh, they're winless in 11 away and they've only got 6 Premier League points all season Everton yeah they're shit um, and as we have just alluded to let me have a look at their fixtures so uh, their fixtures are pretty grim coming up so they've got this one then they're away to Burnley home to Manchester United home to Leicester and then it's the Merseyside derby at the end of April yeah which they're, which is at Anfield I think you look at that realistically and you probably only expect them to pick up three points from that right uh, which is what a win against Leicester Burnley Burnley sorry I'm going to hazard a guess that of all if those... If got more than four points, I'd be shocked. Draw against West Ham at the weekend? Can you see that? No. Okay. West Ham are good. Uh, West so... Ham are a good team. Everton used to have, historically, used to have West Ham's number. Yeah. For a long, long time. But in the last two or three years, that tide has, ch- has changed. You couldn't see six points then, a win against Burnley and Leicester, because the Leicester game is at Goodison. Think... I'd be surprised. Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'd be surprised. Okay. Uh, Spurs versus Newcastle, half past four on Sky. Uh, Newcastle lost their last two, which surprised me because I thought they were on some sort of winning streak. Um, Newcastle are 14. <laughs> Spurs have won four what out of five. What is going on? I know. Uh, Spurs have won four out of five and scored at least twice in those five games as well. Um, Son Heung-min has got 18-8 at home and 10 overall at White Hart Lane this season too. If you do in a fancy team, you stick him in. Um, Newcastle, 31 points. They are uh, nine ahead of Watford and 18. So they're safe now, we're saying. I've just realised how, again, some it shows how disjointed the narrative around a club can be mm. compared to the, the results. So I talked about Chelsea, about how, excluding the off-the-field stuff, people were laying into them and they got the five straight wins. Tottenham, there was all that stuff about Angola, um not Angola, um from Conte, not Kante, <laughs> Antonio Conte coming out saying, if you want to fire me, fire me, basically. Mm. And they've got four wins in the last five games. Yeah, and I think they had the loss against Borough in Include, the Cup. And one of those probably includes that win against Man City. Uh, so, one, two, three, four. Four, so that counts as fifth for that one. So for the five games, they beat uh, Leeds 4 0 away. Then they had the loss to Borough in the Cup. Everton, they beat 5 0. United, they lost 3 2. Then they've beaten uh, Brighton away and beaten West Ham at home, who were in, what are they, sixth or seventh. So yeah, you're right. It's um, Spurs are a very bipolar team, aren't they? Well, but I, I just don't understand the. That disconnect. I don't understand these people who are massively un. I don't under. Where were people? Why was and because of the cup losses, perhaps. And I think maybe if you're a Tottenham manager, there's huge pressure to win a trophy. Yes, I think getting knocked out of the cup is seen as a disaster. I think maybe the people think they get Middlesbrough in the cup, beat them, and we're in the semis and or quarterfinals, and you know we um, our name could be on the trophy for this year. And of course, Fair then they enough. lost to Middlesbrough. Maybe. Okay, I, I kind of see that. I guess. Um, but given the form guide, I can see Spurs beating Newcastle. And to be honest, at White Hart Lane, I can see them beating Newcastle as well. Yeah, so can I. Newcastle probably just relieved to be out of that relegation fight. So, like I say, they are nine points clear of Watford. 
I don't think they're going down. Yeah, they're probably a couple. They're probably two wins away from safety. Yeah, so they're probably going to sort of meander on through to the end of the season. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, Monday is Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Ten, uh, sorry, eight o'clock on Sky. Um, Arsenal won four out of five. Palace have won two, drawn two, lost one of their last five. Um, yeah, all over the place as well. Lost, win, draw, win, draw. Well, yeah, they're winless at home in the Premier League uh, in 2022, but they won three cup games at home. So yeah, make of that what you will. Like we talked about, it, absolutely battered Everton. So, yeah. um, this is exactly the kind of game we talked about when I was talking about Arsenal a second ago. Mm. That if you said to me, if we were doing a review show and saying that Arsenal lost to Palace, I'd be like, oh no, I don't believe it. Mm. Of course they did. This is exactly the kind of game I love at Palace on a Monday night. Yeah, Arsenal won their last five away though. Yeah. But it's just the Arsenal that's in them, the ability to, <laughs> to pull a defeat out of anywhere. What's the difference between Arsenalness and Spursiness? There's not a lot of difference. It, it's subtle. I think there's more. Um, I think Arsenalness is more um, chaos from nowhere, whereas Spursiness is falling over the is like is like seeing the rake and stepping on it and having it hit you in the face already but you knew it was there yeah I think the Spursiness is far more predictable than the Arsenalness isn't it yeah they're both as spectacular and happen just as often yeah but I think that like I said the Spursiness is that oh it's Spurs you can this is what happened whereas with Arsenal I'm just always thinking like at any point they could do anything yes yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, okay, right, that brings us to the end of our primary roundup. Um, end of our quick pod this week. Uh, we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. You can uh, find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Man of the Post, Facebook. You can give us a like on there as well. You can find us on Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, or uh, Apple Podcasts. You can like, subscribe. All your future emails will fall automatically into your inbox. Uh, Simon, Dave, and Ali will be back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, Adam, thank you ever so much. Oh, um, before I before I sign off, this uh, we've done a podcast as well. We did a podcast last week about uh, the ten best forwards between two thousand and ten and two thousand and twenty. So check that one out. And we've also just recorded a podcast on the ten best midfield. Oh, sorry, twenty best midfielders between two thousand and ten and two thousand and twenty as well. But yes, uh, thank you so much, Adam. Uh, and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>